0: Hey guys welcome back to another episode of the Coffee Bean of Life and in today's video we're going to be talking about finding a balance within happiness and with us here today we have a very special guest uh, Mr. Lu would you like to introduce yourself so that our audience knows who you are thank you
1: Hi I'm Mr. Lu I'm the one who has been like uh, on the other end of the differential equations lecture videos Wow, well, certainly a hiring so,
2: endorsement.
1: Yeah, actually, I also did Actors last year. Some part of it for one half of the cohort. I can't remember what we did last year. Actually, to be honest, mm. I was responsible for some part of it. I think. Yeah. So I teach math. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to tell us anything else about yourself? <laughs> about myself? <laughs> uh, no. what
3: what do you want to know? <laughs> I mean, what's gonna be relevant for our audience to know, right? Like, what are your interests, like, or is it embarrassing to say, cause like, if I were you, I'd be embarrassed. (laughs) Whoa, what what are
0: you saying? Don't give me more editing work to do after this. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Like, I'm kidding, but like, anyway, like, I guess you can just start off on today's topic, I guess, I mean. We brought him yeah, I we're still so. here because you will we'll find out later about like, why we have him here. Sure. But mean, the topic is like, today's topic is quite abstract in the sense that it's about happiness which itself is abstract. Because fundamentally, happiness is just a certain chemical flowing in our brain caused by certain actions. But like, the reason why I want to talk about finding a balance within happiness is because like, I feel like a lot of people struggling struggle with like, either being happy in the short term and not being happy in the long term or Trying to be happy in the long term but not being happy in the short term. So like I wanna discuss like how we can find that balance. So I think for students especially, right? I feel like many of us like either go the round the world of oh I want to enjoy JC, so I'm just gonna not care about my studies and stuff, I'm just gonna like party all day and stuff like that. That's like one extreme. I'm just gonna party all day, have fun and living in the moment and then worry about the consequences later. Then on the other side we have people like trying for like Harvard for example and doing nothing but studying. <laughs> And just like having no social life and stuff. And then miserable in the short term because they think that getting into Harvard is like the key to long term happiness. So as students, how do we find the balance? What do you guys think?
2: Who's going first? I know anyone. You you can go. You oh, yes. I think so. Um I I well I mean I know like both extremes of people. I know people are both extremes, I suppose. And uh i think one of the very like sad things that we see in school is that how people kind of you know like some people like justin and you and i both know people who like really like say really like the arts i think it's more common where people really like the arts but then they are forced by their parents into a science stream or oh, yeah. they're forced yeah. by their own kind of perception of yeah. what makes a good career into a science stream mm-hmm. and they just end up being like very i guess unhappy in their subjects and I think because academics is such a large part of your life, right, in JC, um, you have to, you, you really have to find, like, joy like, in your subjects, in what you take, and in your academic, I suppose, workload is the term, because if you don't, that's just, academics will just be a burden. And in the end, like, JC life is about the academics, right? The A-levels are literally the only thing that has major consequences, I would say, for your life ahead. And if you can't find within yourself, like, that will to do it, Um, is is just such a waste, right? And you're never going to be happy in class. Um, And that was like, if I speak from personal experience, um, for those of you who don't know me, I take biochem math history, which is a very content-heavy subject. And it was definitely like something that I thought a lot about. But for me, because history is something that I've always been like really passionate about and I really enjoyed doing. And I knew that like whenever I come into class, I will always like look forward to the history lesson. And I have uh, done that so far, you know, in JC. And it's been something that's provided me kind of not exactly joy, but it was it's something that I really enjoyed doing and I could do it for like hours on end. And even though I know that it's going to be difficult and it'll probably be more difficult than something like studying uh, cons which I've heard is a bit more common sense. Uh, Like, it's just something that I felt that if I were to enjoy my time in JC and enjoy my life in general, it's something that I have to do. And I know like Justin and you've kind of done the same thing, I guess, with your subject combination. Hmm.
3: Um, I think like, I think you and I are both fortunate. I think like, Okay, I, I think definitely for me, I enjoy what I study a lot more than you do. Like, in, in a sense that, like, I, I, how to say, like, quantitatively, like, my level of enjoyment is higher. Not that you don't enjoy it. Just, like, I, I enjoy a bit more. Um, not that I enjoy everything, lah. It's just that, like, I mean, for example, today I was doing the probability tutorial, right? And I was losing my mind. So it's like, not everything I study is fun.
2: Wait, Mr. Lu, didn't you do the lectures for that topic?
3: No, not. no it's not him, it's not him. Oh,
2: it's not?
3: Yeah. I thought I heard the voice. Yeah. Okay. It was a woman's voice, man. It can't be him. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Anyway. Yeah. anyway, so I was saying, um, yeah, I think I'm really fortunate that as far as academics go, I, I really enjoy the things I'm studying, whether it's like KI, um, where like things are really just like, making you think. Um and you're like, whoa, I never thought of that that way. Or it's like bio where you're just like learning about really cool stuff that's happening like in your body and that kind of thing. But I think um, something you mentioned, right, about like people um, who are just like not happy within a system. I think sometimes you also want to recognize that if you're not happy, sometimes it's not your fault. I, I don't know, I went on a bit of a tension, right? But I think we also have to recognize that like the system is constructed that there are going to be some people um, who are going to be a lot happier in it, right? Who are going to thrive within the system because they are really good at working within boundaries, they really like academics, but that's not every person, right? Um, I think for every one person who, would like us, right, is like pretty happy with what they're doing, there are a lot of people who are just trying to get by and honestly are not happy with what they're doing. It's not their fault, per se, right, that they're not happy. It's just that they don't fit, the system doesn't fit them. Um, and I think. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about that, right? But I think it's also kind of the thing to recognize that, like, um, yeah, there's no perfect fit for happiness. And, like, finding happiness with Bing JC is also not a unilateral thing, you know? There is no one vote to happiness per se. And um, I think we'll get to that later. Yeah. So I've just said, like, 10 things, none of which answer any single question, <laughs> right? But, um, you know, we'll just move on and let Mr. Lu say something.
2: Yeah. Sure. Mr. Lu, how, what do you think?
3: How are you sure that <laughs> you said things. I think not I, I just gave a qualitative estimate. No, that's quantitative. That's actually.
0: quantitative.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Why okay.
1: did Archijo bring up this this topic? So <laughs> I, you did you did come to me a while a few weeks back with a question, which is
0: sort of, I think related to this. I have been caught red-handed. <laughs> that's where I got inspiration.
2: Actually, that's true,
0: that's true. See. I'm very sensitive to this kind of stuff. <laughs> no, basically, right, a few weeks ago, like I was stuck between deciding on whether or not I wanted to do something like whether or not I wanted to continue with i c j training. Or to do something more independent, like whatever what we're doing right now. Uh, a business thing I had in mind and like the YouTube channel in general. This was very difficult for me because like uh I was because it was it was about finding the balance between short term and long-term happiness. Like I had this like false dichotomy in my mind that I could only have either or. In reality, I could technically have both, but that's something we'll talk about later as well. I think if, like having to choose between like long-term and short-term happiness can get very difficult sometimes, because like, you don't want to like do too much of one thing and so and over the other. I guess I was really struggling with that, and then because of that, I decided to do this topic. Because I feel like there might be other people in the similar position, because they might be like scared of taking decisions that they think might negatively affect their long-term happiness, with, but, the truth is that we can't really predict the future anyway. So the way I see it, like as long as like what you're doing doesn't actively hurt your future, I think it's better to like keep your happiness in mind as well. Mm. Yeah, that's the conclusion I reached. Okay. And you're happy with
1: that decision since, right? Yep. I mean, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks. Yeah, but,
0: yeah. I mean, this weekend is very stressful, but that's for a different reason. But overall, I'm quite pleased with the decision.
1: That, that's good. You see, you have yeah. understood. Indeed. Yeah, I think uh, Justinian brought up a few points that were very important. Uh, you know, we have seen, okay, not, okay maybe I start with myself first, you see. Uh, when I was a student um, in, secondary, in secondary school, right, so I don't think I decided to be a teacher back then yet. It was more like just trying to, to be good at what I was doing and trying to like prove myself in a way in math yeah then when i came to jc right there was not really much thought into whether i would enjoy the subjects i'll take to be honest on hindsight it was like i know i didn't want to do i didn't want to write any essays because maybe i think i had enough of it when i did literature yeah so and i never yeah, yeah i never took history yeah I could not stand history after year two. It was more like, I, I totally hate memorizing dates, information, you know. Maybe it was the way the teacher taught it, that it was like so boring, that I just had to like run away from it. And I ended up with geography and literature. literature, And I actually didn't quite, although it was, uh, I, because during my time, that was the old levels, you see. It was not true training yet. So, there were exams to pre- prepare for and it wasn't that enjoyable in a sense because you had to churn out. You know, I always remember, I always tell people, that, you know, for my literature paper, right? In two and a half hours, I churn out 17 sites of content. Yeah. Basically we had to answer one unseen poem and basically four analyses of text. Yeah. So in two and a half, yeah, in two and a half hours. Basically half an hour for each each question, actually. I could write about yeah. And my handwriting is not the, the biggest, if you have not seen. It was basically just a lot of memory work for me, lah. Yeah. Not very interesting. So that's why in JC I, I took I didn't really bother to find out what icons or other subjects were like. It was like, I'm not gonna do any human. Because during our time there was like no need for a contrasting subject. Yeah. So I, I thought what would be what would maybe like make me happy? Right, was I'll just take, uh, math, further math, physics, and chemistry. Yeah, ah, yeah. Without much further research, it was just like okay. Uh, there was one subject I regretted taking. It was chemistry. <laughs> was
2: like, no surprise. <laughs>
1: huh?
2: Not <a> surprise, Yeah.
1: <laughs> it <was> very painful. <laughs> but the the creature that was actually started off well. You know when you're stoichiometry and all you know, the, <laughs> yeah, stuff. Then when you end up t- started going to like organic, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, what did I just get myself into? Yeah, I uh, think a lot of
2: people have this thought now.
1: I <laughs> 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 it's such a, I don't know, and there are people in in class in the, in in sixth year that like, no, it's very easy, very intuitive. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> I just roll my eyes and like. <laughs> <laughs> And and I think the syllabus now has like changed so much. I don't even recognize that. How come there are so many complicated hexagons and like circles that you are drawing that I've never seen before? Unless I'm like complete white chemistry from the the recesses of my brain or something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure whether it's answering anything, but it's like at least, yeah, when I was making my decisions that it was like, I knew primarily that I'll enjoy doing math, I guess. So, and I hated writing essays. So let's just go along with that first. And I'm sure like what Atreyo said is that, like, I can't go, it, it won't leave me like, I can't go too far off the, 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 the path that I'm supposed to go, I guess. I can't go too wrong with that. So that was like, yeah. And eventually, when i think it was probably in jc that that uh because when we take two right there was a lot of interaction with uh the tutors and i had a uh, quite a well nice tutors so which sort of inspired me to like mm, why not just give it a try and also because i, I did give research and stuff a try and it was just like maybe not for me i decided then when i was studying in france yeah so it was like, I didn't like the, okay, when you're see, okay, see, when, when you doing undergrad, right? You, you don't really see like what you could probably do with um, what you're studying then also, unless you actually actively go and seek out internships and I don't know, uh, internships, job opportunities. And for me, I didn't actually look that far when i was studying in france uh it was because partly because i had the, the moe teaching scholar, the the psd that which was converted into the moe teaching scholarship then really, that i knew that i should i need to come back to singapore anyway yeah so but i could see that uh, a lot of my peers in france um they were, uh, actually took part in this cca called um which basically helped to organize this job fair for the for the the school population but they basically got all the big companies in france to come down to campus so they were like uh you heard of total the, mm, the yeah. company yeah Violia all this you know so basically it was like Sangoban all this all came down and basically there were a lot of students who actually were just like bring their cvs there and to like you know just you know ask for internships and things like that whereas for me it was like hmm, well i knew i would come back but there was also the possibility that well uh maybe i can try a bit of research then so what i did was i i before i came back i had a chance to like work with a prof so we, we did some mini project and well, it was quite boring <laughs> yeah as, as in some, it was something I, I could do but it basically uh, required me to basically just program write a code then basically just uh, basically just wait for three four hours for the for the results to be out and then just interpret the results so I was like hmm. well although this has like practical uh, applications I was like i don't like to sit behind a desk and just like <laughs> type and just look at a screen and things like that lot no. so, so, uh, so in the end like
2: being a teacher still so what makes like what makes you happy so being a teacher makes you happy right Like what what is it about being a teacher that you find so like or so not actually, happy
1: <laughs> so i i so i was like okay since i didn't like that right so i should just come back and just like you know you know fulfill the bond and whatever first and you know even and then see what happens after that. So, uh, cause I, I I was like a bit involved in like math, Olympia and stuff like that since my secondary school days. So when I first, my I kept in touch with my teachers and they knew that I was on the teaching scholarship. So, you know, so they asked, they did ask me whether I would come back to to Raffles back then to like teach. So I was like, I was, like um, I was open to a possibility. And it was really quite interesting because like, when I first came back as a teacher, all my tutors were still around. Yeah. It was quite amazing because like when I came back, right, the the four tutors, okay, the two math tutors, the physics tutor and the chem tutor and the GPU t- tutor, they were all around. And their combined age of their combined experience was like was probably more than hundred years or something like that. we were just having this like chat. And it was how how do I say? It was it was great to have them around to like like sort of like guide me. At first, and in fact, my civic student when I first came, when we sat in the first meeting, right? She sat beside me and she was like, "Uh, I'm here to protect my student." <laughs> I was like, oh, which was like fun, yeah, and I don't. The, I was also lucky that, okay maybe for newer teachers, what they do at Raffles is, they also give you the... They, how should I phrase this? Uh, I was like, they gave me um, like classes that mm, sort of matched my... What? How, how should I phrase this correctly? This Your, is energy part, <laughs> huh? Your energy level? Huh? Your energy level? No, it's like... That could engage that I could engage at a at a level that I wanted to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, I, I started teaching RA. I was the one of the the first few teachers, I, I was. When when the RA programs started, I'm not sure whether it, was, it actually started from year three four. Yeah. So um, it was actually year five six that started later, and when we, when we, when it started right when went when Year Five Six wants to start, uh, they needed teachers to like to like um, to help me. So I was like, I don't mind trying. And obvi- obviously the, like, not obviously uh, usually the teachers who are more comfortable when you have taught like the H two syllabus for like nine ten years right. There's always this fear to like go into something that's unknown because there's always extra preparation and uh, you no know, there's always this fear like oh. If, there are a lot of kids that are brighter than me. Yeah. Which actually, even um, now, right, is true. I, I, I think it, as a teacher, at in different schools, there are different challenges. In Raffles, one of the challenges that some of us face is that we have to basically accept the fact that the students that we meet, right, they sometimes, or more, a lot of times, they think faster than us. So, um, you have to engage them in a different way sometimes it's not just by pure like oh it's not because you know the most sometimes it's uh, a meeting that you do not know I feel and then just like redirecting them uh, or advising them accordingly yeah so if you can come to terms with that then I think you'll be happier raffles because I think the intellectual stimulation that you can get right from lessons is something that you can't get elsewhere I mean of course you can probably get from like other schools up uh. yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Actually like recently mentioned something about like knowing what you did definitely the want to do, right? I think that's very because, like as we grow older, right, our priorities and what gives us happiness changes as well. Like, especially at this stage in your life, right? Like until like I would say like I would predict that until our thirties we probably don't know what exactly what we want to do.
3: So, like yeah, during I the period
0: think, of time. I think it's very important to try new things. Because even if you don't find what you want to do, right, you definitely find what you don't want to do. I think that's what I learned in some ways. I guess, like, in a way, like, when you try new things, you sort of test, you're sort of testing out, like, what you could do and what you don't definitely want to do. And I think that's very important for finding your long-term happiness. So for me, like, even though, like, at first I thought that, oh, maybe chemistry is something I want to consider as a career path in the future, trying out Ice Asia training for a month made me realize that, okay, maybe this isn't something that I can do every day for, like, the rest of my life. And I also feel that because I guess joined the student council, right? Sort of changed my priorities a bit and maybe changed my character as a person. And I guess because of that it was important for me to try out new things to find out what would bring me more happiness. And just sort of thing to ask you guys like, have you like ever had that sort of experience where like you had like your personality and your I guess your character may have changed and you might have had to like change what you found interest in. Like what you found your happiness in that in that sense. And have you guys have had the moment. I, think what I, said, I no I think I just asked something first because I think what you say is
1: very true when I mentioned earlier about internships and whatnot, right as you find opportunities for internships, it's not for trying to find a job that you actually it's actually an opportunity for you to see whether you will not like it, yeah, it's like i it raffles. Like a lot of students think that they want to so I think this was brought up earlier that a, a lot of students actually were like sometimes it's the parents that enforce certain like beliefs or pass on certain expectations to them which is i i think still quite common mm-hmm. and and sometimes right you just go into the pro into the profession on the course right without knowing whether you're suitable for it yeah so i think the gap sam right was a good thing hopefully right i'll i i, when I I don't know whether y'all know that I actually taught two years a year three and year four, and I was part of the gap Sam team then. And when you know that the the what's that uh, oh, attachment okay. programs the what the work attachment programs the WAP right? I think one of the biggest thing they can draw from there is like you go and try whether it's not whether you like the job, it's like whether can you actually like see yourself doing
2: that as a job, I don't know, am I making sense now? Yeah, 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 definitely. But sorry, like could you repeat your question again? What was it?
0: I, like, I just asked like, if you guys have ever had that sort of moment where like, you felt that you changed as a person and what you found to bring you happiness had changed, but you weren't like, sure about whether or not to make that sort of leap and transition into a new thing. It can be something like, oh, maybe like... You are maybe like, I don't know, maybe you're like a sports person year 3 4. Then year 5 6, you became more of an, a catch related person, that sort of thing. Because you found more enjoyment than that than doing like math questions compared to running on a track for 400 meters. <laughs> no. I don't think uh. I have to to
3: anyone. Mm. <laughs> I actually. Yeah. No,
2: I don't think I've heard of that. But I will say like, um, one thing that does change you a lot is experiences. And this is something that I want to talk about where. Um, School is important, not just because of the hard skills that you learn, but also because of the experiences that you go through. And the reason why experiences are important is because they teach you things about the world that I think this phrase gets used way too much, but things that you cannot learn in the classroom. And uh, I think like an excellent example would be things like the orientation camps. So those of you listening to this who were PSLs, for example, who were OGLs, you guys would know like the feeling that comes with like, just the things that you learn from organizing such a massive camp, running it, uh, logistics, you know, planning, being the person there to interact with the juniors and guiding them through the different activities. And I think overall the feeling of accomplishment that you get at the end from what has, I remember like as a PSO in year four, I remember we had a debrief at 12 midnight, and uh, we went to shower at 1 a.m. The next morning I got at 5. Uh, then those of you, them who were organizing committee, they had 2 hours of sleep. So they woke up at 3. Um, things, But at the end of the day, like, I feel that, really feel that it's all worth it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, why are you laughing? It's, why are you laughing? This is so true. Yeah,
0: like... sorry, sorry. I, I just looked at Mr. Liu's uh, reaction. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no,
2: because... Um, like the experience that you go through, I think more than anything shapes who you are, and this is also like part of the reason why like I'm so grateful for like things like the gap which like really allow you to try new things and explore what you want to do, because they allow you to actually do those things. And when you do those things, like you find you find joy in them, which I think happens a lot, or even if you don't find joy in them, you learn something, and learning something about yourself, like self realization, right, self, whatever the term is, is also like such an important part of. Mm. Being happy. I'm sure Justin has some very philosophical thought on this.
3: So true, right? Um, no, I, I don't really have any thoughts. I, I just I think like um, for me personally, I've never really had any like eureka moments where I'm like, yes, I know I'm going to do now. In fact, I I'm still totally lost as to what I think I'm going to do in the future. Um, it's actually not a good state because it's like what February of 2021, and I'm, I mean, one needs to like apply for stuff, right? But anyway, anyway, um, I think what I realized is that yeah, as you mentioned, experience is really the like um crucible right of like what you're really going to like find out what you like um in the sense that like um i think i realized that like i really like doing things that like are kind of like teaching related like i really like explaining things to people and something right and um and like interacting with people and listening to them um i well yeah i I think you have all like mentioned stuff like you know you don't like stuff i think um yeah, a lot of the time you can realize that you do like things. And yeah, I've been quite happy with that. Um yeah, I don't know. I think you covered things very solidly. You don't have anything much to add.
0: Can I ask you
1: something, Justin? Mm-hmm. No, because one of my students told me this way, right? That um uh when she's studying as in compared to secondary school. Yeah where when she actually actually like the subject bio i'm asking because you like bio so much uh compared to in like right now right she's mm-hmm. she said that um the pace of basically is just trying to cram as much information as possible and she doesn't seem to understand why, why as in don't see the 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 the
2: practical usage of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and it's like so it's just like completely lost interest in in
3: bio and it's become a huge chore. Okay, actually that can happen for any for any like subject, right? Yeah. Uh, but still, I, I think something that um well that I've always kind of done is to just like knowledge for knowledge's sake. I I think Tsinghao and I are both in this camp since we are both like inquisitive, right? I think we both like amassing useless facts for the sake of it. Um it's true. Like <laughs> right, actually if you're a science student I mean, in fact, if you're any student at all in JC, you realise that none of the stuff you use in JC is really going to be like applicable in your daily life. If you study lit, you think it'll be like reciting <laughs> like Hamlet to your friends? If you're studying cons, you're probably not going to become an economist. It's very useless to you. If you're studying like chemistry, like you really think you're going to be like naming IUPAC compounds to your <laughs> friends? Like everything you're learning in school, not very really useful, right? Um, but I, I think like um <laughs> okay for bio is even worse because it's really like but I, yeah I think. In JC, you kind of have to accept, yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff that's no practical value, but we don't study things just because they have practical value. Um, we study things because they might be really interesting, right? Sure, it has no practical value to me at all. You know how insulin works. I am not an insulin molecule. I don't need to know. But it is very fun to know because it's just kind of cool. Um, it's true that I think if you don't see the purpose of it and you're just really fixed on the practical application, you know, what does this... Have to do with my daily life. And daily life being the operative word, right? You're going to find yourself in a difficult spot. Our daily lives in general are very mundane. Trying to relate everything that you study to the daily life is going to make those things incredibly mundane. But understanding that we as people also are just kind of like one bit in this system of knowledge and understanding and actually connecting with this web of knowledge can be a really fulfilling process if you find yourself I think i engaging with that web. And so, yeah, I, I think for like students who, yeah, I think it's really understandable if people are getting burnt out. But sometimes taking a step back and having a different perspective to it, I think can be really refreshing. Yeah. So is that going to be a guiding principle in university as well? Well, I don't know, right? Um, I, I mean, I was speaking to people and then they were like, because okay, my problem is that I really like doing everything. Um, I mean not everything but like I, I do like doing a lot of things and it's like that's not a very good Principle for getting a degree right and also like I don't want to be a doctor or anything. So it's like um At this point I don't think I'm gonna be a doctor right But if in six months I suddenly change career choice then don't like let this recording call me. Yeah, um, but anyway um, I think Yeah, kind of I think the attitude for me is not great in trying to like find out what I want to do because I'm just like Oh, I want to learn about everything uh, good luck but like um, practically because now in practical terms it's not great yeah but I mean what the hell right I mean I'm a student right now and my business is studying so we're just going to find a way to make that as enjoyable as possible yeah yeah actually mm-hmm.
2: oh if I can just chime in I, th- I think a lot of people find to do it is, it is a very blessed few and a very rare few who can find joy in like what they study right wait a second okay anyway um like most people study most people come to jc with their sights set on university right i think this is always has always been the goal of jc and i mean if you know the history like it used to be called pre-university like very this was literally this is literally what it's for is it is not aimed at teaching you something that you will use in your daily life It is not aimed at giving you a fun Experience it is aimed at preparing you for university and that's why we have this terrible system of lectures and tutorials Which I absolutely <laughs> I prefer secondary school, but yeah, I agree. the point is that like If you can't I think really going back to the topic on happiness, right if you can't find Some people find happiness in the practical value, right? They want to I think this is more about security people want to be mm-hmm. secure. In the knowledge that what I study has a practical use I will use it at some point in time and therefore it's worth studying and therefore I'm not completely wasting my time, which is totally understandable. I think all of us seek security, uh, as my civic student recently told me. Um, but the point, but I think what's important is that even if you can't find security, if you, even if you're not that kind of, even if you can't like see the value in what you're studying right now, you have to create some kind of value, some kind of happiness out of it because there's no running away from it, right? We're all stuck in this system together. There's no running away from the fact that in what, how many months, nine months or something, I'll, 10 months we have to take the a-levels there's no running away from it we have to do it eventually and if you can't like for me like i'm not a particularly bio person even though i take bio i'm not a chem person either even though i take chem in fact i'm not a science person in general i'm not a studying person in general mm. but what has allowed me to get through um academics and i don't want to seem like very what's the term like very arrogant about this but what i've been what's been helping me to manage is the like for example bio i find it Quite interesting, just because I think it's so amazing that like the human body has evolved over so many millions of years to create this kind of such like brilliantly working system, you know, that can deal with almost anything that's thrown at it, and it's so versatile. And I find that very interesting. And is it actually useful? Like, probably not. But do I think that it's something worth understanding and something that's you know pretty cool to know? Like, yes, then if that's it? it's like that's enough for me you know to say that okay then it has some value because now i understand how i work now i understand how my body works now i understand why i respond to things the way that i do for example in competitions i get nervous i understand that's because of like hormones or whatever you know things like that um so that that can be a source of happiness as well like knowing why you're doing something you're doing and even if you don't know why at the moment like find some way to appreciate it like appreciate the subject for what it is and then I think you'll be a much happier person. I hope. It's worked for me so far at least.
3: You saying that your hormonal kit is one of the greatest joys of this podcast. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I, I think you're right. There's, I think there's a lot of beauty and knowledge for its own sake. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah.
1: Okay. I, I, um, I'm, I'm glad that you your channel i because I'm, by right, right. As a teacher, I should I should be able to answer that question. You see, but from my own personal experience, I, I only speak for, for math, for example. It's like I have to say that even for math, right? I don't find all parts of math enjoyable. I found that certain parts of math, when I was a student, right, was so mechanical, and I wasn't understanding what on earth I was doing. Uh, there was this this when I started further math there was this portion called statistics. And there were so many things that we just had to, the teacher wasn't able to understand, or not understand, wasn't able to explain to us clearly why we had to do certain things. It was more like, you just follow this template. If the question said this, you do this, you write this, then you just press the calculator, the answer is like that. Then you just present like that. Finish. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) So, that was not very like, that was quite painful and it was it was very hard for me to like like that part because I would it, it was like I o I wasn't able to understand why we had to like go through all this and the teacher was like, you when you go to uni if you want you study this right um then uh you probably will understand. Uh. Then it was like, yeah, yeah, that, that helped. helps. <laughs> I, I totally like didn't take stats at all in uni. It was like, what on earth is this? It's like, I'm not going to waste my time with all these numbers and whatever. But it turned out, actually, now when I come back, to, when I need to teach it, right, I realized that mm, I think I need to understand what on earth was happening. <laughs> so I, that was when I actually had to, like, read up. And that was actually quite fun because it's, like, trying to understand why why certain things uh, are actually, uh, how to actually explain certain things to y'all in a more layman way. It was, like, quite interesting. Steps, despite me not taking any stats course in uni, cause I, I went down the pure math route first until I hit the brick wall. To be honest, when I decided it was you no, know, this is too hard and it was too esoteric and I don't see any purpose of it. So I'm I'm someone who actually needs to see the applications, actually sometimes like, to continue to to feel involved in it. Although to be to be fair. Uh, I think part of math, right? You you find it easier if you can try to enjoy the problem-solving process, because I think I'm one of the few people who can actually like get satisfaction from trying when when you solve a hard problem. I'm not sure how many people really do get that, because at the A levels, a lot of problems are just like man, it's like. You don't really need to think to like, to, okay. I'm not saying that they are very easy, but they are quite procedural once you've gotten the hang of it. yeah. In terms of like really problem solving skills that's required, it's not much, you see. So mm. so I can understand why a lot of people actually are like quite bored with math. That's what I feel. Mm. But uh, that's, that's why I think as a department, last time when we were like brainstorming ideas, and how to make our videos more interesting, we throw up those ideas like, maybe we should like just digress or like show you all some like random YouTube videos or don't know whatever lah. You not know, to like- should, should. I think that'd be really fun. Do it.
2: Doesn't the bio do this now? Yeah, why do <laughs> do it, do
1: it. Okay.
2: Not too much. We,
1: we know that it's not easy for y'all to like sit through like boring content like this, but sometimes it's also um, difficult to let, let y'all see the, the
3: applications of what you are learning. Yeah, where, where are my fun videos on the Monty Hall problem, man? Why, why is it just <laughs> a footnote? Show me the video! wait for me! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, want, you want to play the game? What? I mean, now? No, no, that's not doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we'll are no
0: that
2: moment. moment, yeah.
3: Anyway, yeah. Right, I think like I think what we've been talking about for the past like, 20 minutes is effectively like ha- trying to find like a glimmer of hope right within the the dark cave that is the system, right? But I think, like, you realize that for most students, um, happiness, uh, big word, right? Is found, like, not within the system, but both, how do you say Simultaneously inside and outside of the system. Does that make sense? In, in the sense that <laughs> while you locate yourself within the system, you want, so spatially you're within the system, but you don't have to be fully within the system to be in the system. You get you know not
2: everything you relies get. on school. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Really, yeah. So for for example, like seeing how a are both quizzes, and then he does his random like article thing. Um, I write poetry. I play music. I, read, I so I never send you any of my poetry because I'm pretty sure you would never want to read it. I <laughs> can send you to later. To
2: read it, but anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, and the kind of thing. And I think actually when we were conceiving this po- um, this this topic, but I actually also wanted to ask you, um, is it Mr. Luke about like the things you do outside of school, right? Um, because I think he thought that this was pretty interesting um, in the sense that you have struck a pretty good balance between say your work and your, um, how to say, extracurricular activities.
0: I said that, I don't remember, I don't recall, yeah. okay.
3: Extracurricular
0: <laughs> No, I feel like Mr. Lula, it just strikes me as someone who's generally quite happy and like knows what he's doing all his life. Because like you give very good advice, I think, for students especially. I least I, I find it very helpful. That's what I feel. You know, the funny
1: thing was doing civics this way, right? You remember your sex lesson?
2: <laughs> no. Where is this going? You know, no, no, where is this going?
1: because this comment is very like, I don't know, it's like some, the the, the, the perception that students have of teachers, sometimes is like, I, I don't know how to put it up. Like for example, right, we were just, I don't know how this is linked, but, uh, not- you know, were, I don't know. They, I, I just have a, this, I don't know why it just entered my brain. Someone said that, you know, so I was asked about my dating experience, right? So, so basically I explained that there was once this, this girl that I liked, but then because she was studying in France, because we were studying in France and she had no intention of like, sort of like coming to Singapore. So then that was when I put the, I, I just retreated first. And then because we were talking about how to deal with breakups and whatnot, right? How to cope. I was like, you just move on, huh? correct, right? Then I just said, you just move on in life. I'm you. Right? Are you going to cry over it? Uh, no, I, I didn't. Then, the, the, then one of my students said, so that's very like you.
0: It is, it is,
2: it
1: is. I was is. like, what do you mean by that? I was like, <laughs> correct, right? Yeah, for me, I think in life, you have to move forward. It's like, you learn from your mistakes, right? like that maybe i don't know i don't go back to that thing but it's like you you definitely have to learn from the mistakes and and after that right you just have to move on and try to make the most of what you can yeah so right now for teaching right, what really makes me happy is the the different people and the different conversations i can have every day with with the classes that i teach so actually okay so some of the most enjoyable classes that I had, not, are not actually the, the raw classes actually, to be honest. Although some, it depends on the years. There was once I had a batch of humans, I, I, I taught a humans class. Yeah, and they were very fun. Cause there was, you could always strike up some banter with them. And there was this two-way, two-way traffic, this conversation that, that, that just livens up you know, the, the entire, the, the class atmosphere yeah it wasn't really just always math i i could like um make sarcastic remarks about like for example when someone's uh because one of them supports Spurs, you know if watch football
2: oh yes mm.
1: yes then there, there was one liverpool fan also so it was like back then menu was like yeah <laughs>
2: back, back, back,
1: back then yeah it wasn't that long ago to be honest yeah, yeah. so i was always always like picking on them so then they were like whenever like you know many didn't do well they would like just like you know just make a few comments as well so it was quite fun other than the math and you know i think it's it's quite interesting when you also talk to students outside class and see what they want to do in the future yeah because i mean this is the, the so-called altruistic No, this is altruistic, but this is the part where I think uh what's important is the I mean the, the world the next generation, what the world depends on the, the the younger people anyway. Yeah. And it's very important that we we try to with our experiences, whatever that we have gone through, right? Like give your just a few pointers, uh, on where you can actually like look at and not and not make the mistakes that we probably made, you know, with our own own lives. Although, how much of it is relevant, right? In in today's context,
3: of course, it's like
1: it depends on yeah.
3: So that's why quite- I was expecting you to talk about Genshin Impact, but then you started no. talking about. What? <laughs> no, yeah. I just find
1: gaming fun, as in, I, I don't just think Genshin is one of the more brainless games. It's it literally known as the pay to win game model.
3: Right. As compared to okay, ReChess, for example.
1: Yeah, oh. or there are some other games that I play that are not pay to win, that you actually need to use, solve certain puzzles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like understand and observe what's going on, and then just move accordingly, you know, in a certain way to solve the, what's like right. Free- what? my no <laughs> it's good <still> an mmo <laughs> it's, it's very cool it's like i i i i'm quite impressed with how they came up with like the the overall puzzle you know the developers that you have to like as a team of eight people right coordinate to like basically although once you have solved it it's quite easy like it's like when you, when you see that you have a certain debuff. <laughs> I'm talking gaming terms now. Then you must go to this position at this time, you know, to, to resolve it correctly. Or else the, the, the whole rate just wipes. Which is like, hmm, this this that's interesting. That's right, yeah. And the amount of calculation that they put in right to ensure that you need to you need to like still produce a certain amount of a output, right? I, I think that's 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 quite interesting. So that, that's what that that's what partly keeps me from playing. That's what keeps me from uh continuing to play play that game. More than, and I enjoy that more than the Genshin one. To be honest. True. Yeah.
2: Well, I think what Mister Lewis brought is kind of uh, well, actually, I was because I was just reading like what I just didn't, and I'm sure you can just see it. But um, it's basically about like how, like school is not everything la, and there's so many things out there that you can find that interesting. And I know like it's very easy. I know I've had this conversation myself so many times, like, Oh, a lot of, a lot of what we enjoy is focused on what's useful in the future. Again, mm. again, it's always university. It always returns to university. I think when you talk with your parents also, you always return, but there's so much more out there that you can be interested in. And it could be like, you know, Justin and I know people who love say film, right? They just love, how mm. film. or some people just love books. You know some people like mr yeah. lu just loves i don't really know what he just described but he does whatever that thing is you know hey oh bow to him um yeah. and the thing is that i think nowadays i've talked about this before actually on this podcast but nowadays like and basically anything can be monetized you know like
0: <laughs> yeah you this like, if, you really,
2: if you really thought hard enough about it anything can be monetized yeah. you try hard enough and it's like if you want if you're interested in something like just go for it lah. you know like there's probably a way to make this into a career if you really mm-hmm. want it hard enough more uh, why well, if you want it enough and in the end like it's what you enjoy most right like what you spend the most time on that will kind of decide like what kind of person you are and what you're happy with doing in your
3: life yo my mom's kimchi is currently being monetized yeah,
2: yeah exactly right
3: yeah By no, my... I, I think right i i think um, but, okay. The the point I was talking about, right? The inside and outside thing. Basically, I was saying, like, I think we. I think it's easy to forget sometimes when you're so locked in the system that you are actually a person. Um. And then normal human beings don't spend all their time studying. I I, I forgot that for a few years. You know, I, I spent all my time studying. I actually during June holidays before like FE and year four didn't step out of the house like more than three times to spend my entire day studying. It was really really bad. But I think like. I think we realize sometimes happiness is not about like the secret elixir to life or anything, right? Sometimes it's really just about finding the sort of balance. Something clicks in your life and you feel content. I think the French distinction is really good. Um, we talk about, um, you know, we, we describe people as or content, um, happy or content and more of the time, like the long-term thing, we don't really talk about someone being happy as much as content. Really, um, I'm I'm correct, right? Later, i I just talking nonsense. Anyway, if you don't speak French and you don't know what I'm talking about, right, it's fine. I just might have like said something totally off, but you get the point. Like, I think long-term happiness is often not like euphoria, but more contentment. Contentment that comes from doing um things that you like, and if it's fine if no one else likes it, you know. Um, I like like listening to classical music. I know like one other person who does. Like um, but it's fine. I'm happy doing what I'm doing, and the balance of things I'm doing, be it like playing piano badly, reading books but slowly, um, you know that kind of thing. It it clicks somehow to make um some m- me a bit con- like content la. And I'm not happy all the time, right? Sometimes I have like episodes where I'm like, am I doing like the right thing? Like, what's my future gonna be like? But I think um, happiness is also about recognizing that you're not eternally happy you know if you're eternally happy that's like a polyanna syndrome right you are not seeing the fact that there are some things that you shouldn't be happy about um, but really integrating all of that and balancing it um, is, i think what makes people happy in their different ways and the reason why at the start all the way back just now i was saying a lot of roads to happiness is no one thing is because what's going to strike that balance for you, whether indeed what um, this means for you is really a balance or it's just a focus on one singular thing, as it can be for some people, right? You know those mathematicians who spend their entire lives just doing one thing? They're really happy doing it. Right? It's not balance for them. Uh, it seems to be for mm-hmm. them. Uh. But yeah, it, it, it's not a singular thing. It is a multifaceted like, uh, yeah, thing that um, is happiness, you no? Know? Yeah, that's what I want to see.
2: And if I can just come back in here, so actually, um, just now you brought up something about like doing things that's just like good for you, you know, things that you, just you are happy with, and not something that yeah. I think with the, like social media. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure to conform, and there's a lot of you know this kind of anxiety that I might be missing out, you know, when mm-hmm. like say like if something very socially acceptable, for example, is to be mm-hmm. going out with your friends, you know, go somewhere uh, trendy you know, wear nice clothes. And I know, like, I've definitely felt like that kind of, like, just feeling that you're missing out, you know, when you see, like, other people, uh, you know, going out and having fun and you're like, oh, why am I not doing that? You know, is it, like, there's something wrong with me or I'm not being accepted or I'm not doing something super socially acceptable. But I think one thing that I've kind of realized as well is that, like, mm, not everything needs a kind of, uh. Not everything needs it. Not everything needs to be socially accepted. Not everything needs to be something that everyone thinks is good, right? Like a lot of people think that playing pool is fun for some reason. I don't understand that. A lot of people think yeah. that I don't know. You know, there's this, there's this thing where like they go to like they it's like a shooting range, but then there's like a wood board right at the end, and then you take an axe and you throw it into oh, it. Yeah. and people say it's like anger anger management or something, or it's just fun. And people do that, and then you know, like some people like it, some people don't. It's just that the people who happen to like these things are like more public about it on social mm-hmm. media, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then that becomes like the norm. That becomes the thing that everyone should yeah. be doing. Otherwise, something wrong with you, right? Like why are you not posting on social media? But equally like, I think what's important is to recognize that equally like these people, these people are doing these things, but they're not doing others with their lives. Mm. Like, things that maybe you are doing, you know, they're not playing then they don't know anything about classical music, which Justinian knows now, even though he doesn't say anything about it on social media or like, I don't know, they don't know anything about the vagaries of like this English Premier League or something, you know, <laughs> or like whatever it could, what, what, whatever it is. But the yeah. point is that I, there, I think a lot of like, this is a big reason I feel why a lot of people are unhappy is that those who are popular and those who appear to be very happy on social media, you know, like they seem to be having pretty good lives. and then you compare yourself to them, and you're like, "Why am I not having this kind of life as well?" And then you feel that, oh, it must be because something's wrong with me. I'm in- inadequate in some way, these people are better than me. And then because of that, uh, you get unhappier. unhappy uh, and yeah. yeah, there's like it's important to recognize that, and it's mm. important to say that you know yeah. this this is this is not actually something wrong with me. This is just how social media works that the people who are more public about things are more public about things maybe you're a more private person and but that doesn't mean that you're not unhappy
3: mm-hmm. point right point like, like no one is happy because they conform some people conform and are happy but no one is happy by virtue of their confirmation like you know it's like yeah like don't i, I think what you're saying is really true, and I think like people. Okay, for for me, I have never really like felt the need to conform. So I just like happy doing my own thing, right? But like um yeah, I think it's really common. <laughs> I've heard people talk about it, so I, I know it's common. Um, that people feel like they need to conform. Super natural, right? Because everyone wants to belong to a group. But like don't don't I I think common mistake that people make is to believe that once they conform, they're gonna be happy. Actually, I think a lot of people realize that once they reach that step, they they've kind of made a shell like they, they're, they're like a shell of their former self and suddenly they're not happy and they're like actually what happened what why am i not happy even though i thought I would be um reason because actually happiness lies elsewhere in actually yeah because we talk about self-actualization right self-actualization in the sense of actualizing the self not actualizing the other through the self those are different things um yeah the important thing is to actualize yourself and not someone else inside yourself.
0: It's just very true because, like, I was thinking about like when you mentioned. I was thinking about how like I always try to fit in with like I guess the more popular kids until like year three, and then I guess I realized that like eventually like you're gonna have to live for yourself. There's no point living for other people because by the time JCNS, most of these people will be out of your lives anyway. And I think like mm. just like we mentioned earlier, right? Like happiness isn't about being happy all the time. But it's more about knowing that even when you're not happy, you'll be fine. Like you also need to learn like mm. to accept mm. things that some things won't go your way and things will change. Like especially when it comes to friends. I think a lot of people get sad about losing friends because of like changing classrooms, changing environments and stuff. But I think like what people need to realize sometimes is that it's just a natural path like that life takes. Ah, uh. like to like move on in life. Like some people will leave and some will stay. It's just what matters is that you just make the most out of the out like of like the time you spend with the people. Uh, like you are with a period of time and like just not forget what you've done in the past. Uh. Like mm-hmm. it's also about like you need to find balance like between the past, present and future. Like if you keep on thinking about the past, you're just going to live in perpetual regret. If you think, mm-hmm. continuously think about the future, you're gonna be in perpetual anxiety. True. But that doesn't yeah. mean you shouldn't reflect on your experiences or like plan ahead either. It just means that while doing these things, you should, should be like spending most of your energy in doing your everyday tasks. And yeah. like generally you also want to find Small bits of happiness in everything you do, like be like enjoying nice food or like eating ice cream after dinner or listening to music on the way to school, like those sort of small things, right? Over time, can really add up. So it's important to find things like you do to like take a break, like even if you don't like studying, right? Like just putting like a simple reward at the end of like every hour of studying, like oh, if I finish studying for an hour, I'll play games for like twenty minutes. Like this type of thing can really help with like motivation and stuff. And like ultimately, life is like a marathon, you know. So like as long as you can, as long as it helps you do it something consistently, that's how you'll find the most success. Hmm. yeah. So Mr. Lou, do you have like any final thoughts that you wanna talk about like what? Before Mr. Lou, like, right? Before Mr. Lu, I,
3: I must like, I must yeah? make an important announcement which is you know just now I was talking about like French words, and I was like, you know the French have a distinction. Anyway, that was that was just crap. Like it was total <laughs> bullshit. Like just be- okay, I just got it mixed up. But anyway the point stands just in English. Forget the French. Anyway if you're listening to this this you probably don't even speak French. So why I it doesn't mean anything to you <laughs>
2: What? Basically speaking, yeah.
3: It sort of made sense to me, the content part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying, right? But anyway, the the word in French, anyway, doesn't matter, right? The point, the point stands. But yeah, go go for it, please. You just
0: reminded people of something that most people would have not paid attention to earlier, anyway. Like, most people earlier would have just been like, okay, whatever, he just said something in French. But then by saying this, right, you've just just made it worse. It's okay, right? Because at least now I have a clear
3: conscience. I'm like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, but like no. I was saying like Mr. Do you have like any final like ad- recommendations or advice for like people our age when it comes to happiness? Because if not, and like once it's done we we'll just I'll just be giving some closing thoughts and like sort of summarizing the discussion. So I was
1: thinking because I think I don't know whether we are Because I think we are lucky in a sense We 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 are we are we are able to to let's how should I I put it we are are actually we are lucky because we can actually cope well with the Mm. JC curriculum when I was a student and when I think where from what I see you are coping very well but I think there are a lot of people for like every one of us right for every one of you who's doing well there are many more who are not so I don't I don't know how usually the advice I give for others who are usually like like they, they take much longer to basically get what's happening, uh, to get the grades, and they sometimes they put in so many hours, right? And the grades that they get don't seem to like, you know, uh, match the amount of effort, the amount of effort that they put in. So the only advice I can give to them is like, it's the cliche one is like, it actually, really, doesn't matter how you do in JC, to be honest as long as you have some options open because in university the government and there are six universities in Singapore now I mean there's too many others in overseas but that requires like funding and whatnot it's like yeah that's let's not go there but in Singapore there are really six universities if people are not too obsessed with the usual few you know and they actually open their eyes and their hearts right and take a look at the other courses that are up on offer or even just try something that like what we're talking about today is like really try something that you 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 can see yourself doing and as long as you're on the right track you're not like you're not like in chinese it's, it's like you're not killing someone or you're like raising down buildings or whatever you'll be fine yeah I think you you have to trust that it will work out. I know some for some people it seems like a very like it's a very fast far it's a very fast. What what do you say? What's the phrase?
0: Mm. Very far fetched.
1: Yeah, it's very far fetched. But yeah, you just have to. Sometimes you like you have, need to have faith that that it will happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. or else or else yeah you just be in that loop and yeah. yeah.
0: And myself go down a spiral? Yeah. Okay, does anyone have any other final thoughts before I do my closing ceremony? <laughs> hmm.
2: I, <laughs> I don't know if we have time.
0: Oh, you want to make a comment about your.
2: I, I could do it fast, I could do it fast. Yeah. Okay, sure.
0: Basically I, basically, I want
2: to say like... Um, uh, I want to say like, I think another reason why a lot of young people are sad, not sad, depressed. Maybe not depressed, but just kind of uh, despairing now it's just like the general state of the world i mean we've seen so much upheaval in the past year alone before that even um a lot of just general huge problems like like the other day like the crunchy you know they accidentally cleared the forest thing and it's like if you can't even do that right how are we going to solve like global warming and all that stuff you know and we're all going to die eventually it's going to be the heat death of the universe and we will eventually fade into oblivion and this is so sad um i'm I'm, i sound like i'm downplaying it but really like i think this is something that a lot of people feel just terrible and it can feel very hopeless right there's nothing i can do to change the state of the world as it is like the problems are too entrenched are too deep for one person like me to really do anything about it to be honest i don't have a solution for this like if you're like i'm like the last person you should ask about trying to solve like the world but i think um the only thing we can do is just say that oh, it's just recognize that these are the problems and i think you know the world turns on ordinary people like you and me just doing our business and doing what's right, and trying to be the best people that we can be for ourselves and for our community and for the world. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take, it's not that one incredible person will change the world, honestly. Mm. It's that millions of ordinary people who do their best will change the world and will make the world like the way it is, you know? And yeah, I just hope that makes it a bit better for those of you who might feel this. Yeah, okay, go
3: yeah. ahead. in I think like regarding the spell of the world, I think it's like, you know, if you were a dinosaur sixty-five million years ago and like you saw the asteroid coming down, would you rather be the dinosaur looking at the asteroid and feeling happy at your last few moments of life? Or the dinosaur who's gazing with terror knowing that you're about to die. I mean, both ways you're going to die, right? But that's in one right. <laughs> <laughs> way,
0: so
3: was, was that not good method? Oh, bad. that's bad, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. anyway. I was just gonna say, like I mean, Sometimes I, I think there's there's a lot of like admiration for people who are able to like find happiness in despair. You know where usually we associate despair, some people are still able to find glimmers of hope. Like um, I think like in your know, you study history, right? You you every time we talk about like disasters, yes, we always talk about the human tragedy. But somehow, even amidst all the human tragedy, we see there's always one person. Um, and many people, in fact, who manage to make something out of it. Um, that is the human, part of the human condition, isn't it? Um, and so, you know, we do live in a time where it does look like the asteroid is coming down right now. now. But the thing is, the difference is it is not an actual terrestrial object and we can change it. So as you said, yes, we do have to change it and all. But greasing it with despair is sometimes paralyzing uh, instead of being motivating, right? Um, obviously, there is a when we're talking about this subject, actually we're talking about a much more complex state of emotions than can be encompassed by mere happiness uh, and, and it's, you know, dichotomous um, opposites. But all the same, I, I think what, what, what is necessary to recognize is that things can be negative, but we don't have to be negative with them. You know, um, sometimes we can't help it fine. But I think sometimes being reflexive about our feelings like this, Um, can help like balance ourselves a bit better as well so just final words it's like happiness I I think we never really unpacked what it is right but I I think if you look at Greek philosophy and everything people spend a lot of time trying to work out what it means to be happy and like how to be happy That, that I mean that is a lot of philosophy right um and the truth is no one really worked out what happiness really means and maybe it's because like I was saying, that there are just too many things located within it, right? Um, because and, and because of that, everyone has their own personal meaning. But I think hopefully what we've talked about today, kind of, I don't know I don't think anyone's gonna be really helped by it. But hopefully you kind of like see certain aspects of what happiness means to people, of I mean, and maybe you can try applying that yourself too, because yeah, happiness that fleeting thing is also one of those most inspiring things that humanity has talked about throughout the ages. Poetry, literature, we come back in the end to desiring happiness. So yeah, don't let yourself um, be barrier from achieving it, you know. Find your way to achieving happiness and create your own philosophy of happiness. And maybe you'll be happy,
0: yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna end off by like leaving you guys with a thought to something to think about. Like you know how like at the start we mentioned about the two extremes that we have in JC, like the people that don't care about the studies, they just focus on like having fun all day long, and then the people that only care about the studies at the long term. The interesting thing is that like person A, the one that parties all day long, has regret in like the next few years about not studying high enough in JC when they're university. While the other person regrets not having more fun in university, I'm mean, not having more fun in JC when they're university. And the interesting thing is that regardless of what they regret, right, and in, in the end, in like 10 years, 15 years, both of them turn out okay. I think what matters is that it's important to know that even if you mess up, right, ev- eventually things will be okay, and as long as you can believe that, you'll find it easy to be happy. And as usual as, I guess, tradition at this point, I'm going to end off with a quote, and it's basically that the key to being happy is knowing that you have the power to choose what to accept and what to let go. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this um, extremely long episode. And beyond that, I hope that you guys also managed to find happiness in everyday lives. And thank you very much to Mr. Lu for taking the one hour to join us for today's discussion. And I hope you had a good time. So anyway, good night, everyone. And see you all for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.